Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. As I wandered, I saw him on his knees. Brainwaves, hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and online at 3cr.org.au. My name is Kirsty and from the Brainwaves team we have Kaylin, Susie and Rebecca. This week we're having a panel discussion on the topic of returning to education. So returning to education, whether that be in the form of university, a certificate course or night school, can be a really daunting task task to undertake. So many doubts can creep in and at times overshadow your desire to complete whatever goal you've chosen. As many students are returning to uni in the next few weeks, we thought it'd be the perfect time to have a chat about things to keep in mind when undertaking education. So all of us here in the studio today are here because the return to education is something common for all of us. So I thought we could begin today's discussion by sharing our current or most recent education experience. Yeah, so cool. Um, So I'm Rebecca. I'm in my final year of journalism. Uh, I basically had have a rough relationship with education, but I found through my university degree, I've much preferred it over like high school and primary Mm, school. Um, But especially with final year, it's so stressful because you've got to think about like job possibilities Mm. in the future and making sure that you're getting the right marks and that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name's Susie and um, I returned to study at the age of 54 and I did a full-time degree largely online. Mm. And um, I have to say at the age of 54, I found it very challenging. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, I guess, mature age, but then, you know... Not that mature. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, dealing with all the things that go with that as well, I guess. And that's the thing when we're all at different stages of life. I guess Mm. for me, I was, you know, mum of two kids when I was studying. And so you've got to juggle different things at different stages of life, depending Mm. on what you're going through. So whether it's, you know, needing employment or, you know, other things as well. So, yeah. Yeah, my relationship with education has been like stable over time I did my first degree a couple of years ago and I've just returned to do a second degree and yeah it's been fine like the transition hasn't been too challenging that's good but then that's because I'm like I only did education relatively recently so there hasn't been this massive gap Mm. of not being in study Mm. yeah Mm. I can imagine it'd be so hard if you 
haven't studied either A ever. Terrifying, can I or, just say? Yeah. <laughs> or B yeah. in like over a decade or something like yeah. that. It was nearly 30 years since I'd previously been at uni, so mm. Mm. it was totally different. Yeah. Yeah, I think also just like transitioning from which most people are like these days, transitioning from high school to uni. Mm-hmm. Like, I dropped out year 11, year 11, and then I ended up taking a year off and went back a year later, jumped straight into 12, then ended up dropping it again for, like, and didn't go back to... Didn't even, like, start pursuing uni until, like, two years later. And through that, like, I had to do, like, a bridging course and, mm. like, the whole aspect and environment of uni in comparison to school is so different and especially if you've just come out of high school and you're being chucked into uni it kind of can change everything because it's like as much as school likes to prepare you for these things Mm. like you can't ever be prepared as well yeah you have to be more responsible for your definitely more disciplined otherwise it's like sink or swim really yeah that's right and some people work really well with having all of that extra autonomy and agency mm. and they flourish mm. whereas some people need and are so used to having constant guidance that they yeah. don't really know where to begin no that's right i i did um online study like you Susie, and i found that for me i it sounds terrible but i just knew i didn't have the patience for class it's kind of like lectures and yeah. things like that like i needed to have it on my time because it might be three o'clock in the morning that you know I've got that time to do whatever Mm. it is Um, not a great time to study I'm not saying (laughs) study at three o'clock in the morning but it's just you know it had to be flexible you know I needed that flexibility and then some people can't do it at home they can't focus they can't manage their time they need Mm. to be you know having a timetable that they can stick to and and all that sort of thing so I think it's very personal what works for one person isn't going to work for the next Mm. yeah because I know like especially most people most people I know they go to like the library to work on like homework and assignments and I'm like the complete opposite I can't function when there's like hundreds of people around like they're talking they're (laughs) typing I'm like even if I've got like noise cancelling headphones Mm. like I can't deal with it like I need my own space because I need to be able to think my thoughts and be able to like write it down and I find like studying like publicly like especially with deadlines if you're in class and they're like okay write this assignment in class it's a bit like a nightmare because you're like I can't do this (laughs) I need my own time yeah Mm. yeah and I like to be in my pajamas so doing an online (laughs) course works very well I'll agree with you on that one as well (laughs) so what are some of the most common education stresses that you guys have experienced and how did you best deal with them? Go with um, you, Susan. Well, for me, it was the deadlines associated with um, exams and assignments. And um, my kids, um, who were in their 20s when they studied, they were getting submitting their assignments at one minute to midnight. Oh. I was getting them in two weeks before and I was still having a nervous breakdown. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. But that was how I managed. But I do think it's a good idea to allow yourself time um because you can get sick um Mm. things can happen so mm. yeah see that i think that's the positives of 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 not being super young i'm trying to say this without sounding offensive so tell me i'm being rude (laughs) but it's like i think that's the benefit of you know being slightly older and wiser is that you can look back on these things and go you know Mm. i'm not going to do that thing and i'm going to be more disciplined and know exactly what's going to work Mm. whereas i think sometimes when you're younger you're fumbling through it and you make a billion mistakes before you realize what you know is going to work but see even that like 
I'm like 23 this year and every single year I'm like yep it's gonna be different it's not gonna (laughs) be the the same and every single year it never changes like and it's and like for me especially when it comes to education uh my big stresses are like my time management Mm. and also and I feel like it kind of a common thing but maybe also like my thing is I like overthink and overstress my assignments and then like I get myself convinced and worked up and I'm like no I actually can't do this like I think it was last semester so because I had like six months off uni because of my ankle mm. um, I basically had all my classes enrolled prepared for and the day before classes started, mm. I unenrolled in everything because I was looking at all the mm. outlines. Yeah. And I was You're like, like there's no way I'm going to be able to it. do this work or this work or this work. Mm. And it got to the state where I was literally like having like panic attacks mm. over it. And then ended up enrolling back, went to classes. As soon as semester ended, it was like completely fine. Yeah. And it's just, you kind of get worked mm. up into a state where it's, like, I can't manage, I can't deal, mm. like, and I feel like a lot of people kind of do that, and also by doing that, you kind of leave things to the last minute. Yeah. So it's, like, the lack of timing, especially if you, like, work, like, part-time or full-time, yeah. and then just trying to maintain, like, a social life. Yeah. And, yeah, pretty much for me, I know that if uni's on, Social life is non-existent. Yeah. And there's something that our listeners should know because um, anyone who's already studied would be aware of this. There's a condition that you develop when you are studying and it's called procrastination. <laughs> um, so if you can actually be ahead of yourself, it gives you plenty of time to procrastinate. Mm. And um, it's sort of a well known that um, everything gets done, your housework, your ironing, your cooking, yeah. Except the study. Yeah, yeah we, I, I do a lot of procrastinate baking. You know, I've got assignments coming out. Absolutely. Yeah, I just rely on Netflix. Yeah. So instead, of, instead of watching Netflix when semester's over, I watch it during semester. <laughs> See, I can't, I can't procrastinate because that feeling of guilt haunts me. Oh wow! And it's so like. Oh, hang on. It actually haunts me too, but I just yeah. try to repress it. Also, like, I find myself, too, I work better under pressure, too. Yeah. Like, everything, and I don't want to sound up myself or anything, <laughs> but, like, everything that I leave to the last minute, everything that I do, I end up succeeding. And, yeah. like, I, mm. I don't know if it's just, like, leave everything to the last minute, <laughs> succeed. I'm not giving that advice to anyone. But for me, like, I kind of work. Yeah. a little bit under pressure and I need that in, yeah. in a way it kind of excites me. Adrenaline kick. If you're overthinking, you're like, you can't overthink when you're rushing. So it's yeah. like you've got no yeah. room for it. You've just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. And Kirsty, you mm. were just asking um, about common stresses and how to deal with them. Yeah. And one thing that I found useful is to set yourself goals and treat yourself continually. Yeah. yeah so that you've got a reward um uh, what's it yeah. called a reward system you know, system, yeah, system kicking in yeah. but then that those? can be like dangerous too because then you're like i'll do an hour of studying then i'll like reward myself with like an hour of netflix then next minute you've like wasted five hours on like watching tv yes. yeah or have you seen those photos where people have got their textbooks and they're studying something and they'll put like the chocolate bar or like an m&m on each <laughs> paragraph it, and yeah. as soon as they read that paragraph they can have an m&m and it becomes so um converse that you could reward yourself right i'll do the ironing if i can finish this assignment 
mm. it sort of yeah, twists me, around something that you would have once it's, hated. I yeah. get that. I'm like, oh, I, I get some time off. I can clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> it's the so, treat. so bizarre how that happens. <laughs> See, I'm the complete opposite. Like, cleaning to me is like a chore and it's like, like study. Like, if, like, I don't know if, if any of you guys experience it but like also do you procrastinate what you actually have to do with your assignments so instead of doing the things that you should be doing you actually do your assignments instead of that no that would be really good (laughs) for me that like if it's like housework or laundry or whatever i'm like you know what you do i don't feel like doing that right now i'll do my assignment (laughs) no no it didn't work for me Hmm. What advice do you guys have to give about someone returning to education? Um, like, where where would they start if someone's pondering, thinking about returning? I could say like a mature age kind yeah, of. Or yeah, or even just going to just uni. Going to uni yeah. If they have these great fears around it and they feel like, like they're not capable or they're not the student type. Right? Well, what as the things? mature age student in the room, um, <laughs> I'd say that you have to think very carefully about... Um, what course you're going to do and really understand why you want to do it. And it it might be beneficial because um, things change. Life is very dynamic. Mm. If you write write a a journal, you know, um, write down why you're doing the course, what you hope to get out of it and um, uh, keep sight of the goal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, especially for people who are going into uni because... Like, from personal experience with talking to, like, some of my friends and that and other people at uni, the dropout rate for first years is so high because people end up choosing a degree that they think will be ideal, like, for instance, like, psychology, Mm. like, most common degree people will apply for. And then they get into it and then they realise, oh, crap, this isn't for me. Mm. And then they'll drop out. Mm. And, like, it's very common and it's, it's... So do you think that's the wrong choice or is that burnout or a bit of both? Or I don't know. I feel like most times is especially if you've just jumped out of high school, mm. you don't really have time to think, okay, what am I going to do? Like what do I want to study at uni and do these things? Because there's kind of all this like pressure to actually study at uni. Yeah, rather but than what, yeah. But what people don't realise yeah. is there's – like, especially if you don't finish school, like school, there's other pathways to get mm. to what you want to do as a career. Well, like, you don't it. have to go to uni. Yeah, you can right. go to TAFE, mm, which is yeah, so much mm. more relaxed. And if you hop online, usually most universities will have, and I, I looked at this quite a bit, um, they have pathways on their websites of, like, so where you can actually basically put your end goal, what you, what role or job mm. or career mm. you want to have, and then you can work backwards. And another thing is reach out and contact if you don't want to call up a uni or visit a uni. You know, open days are still relevant. Mm. Um, then just send them an email and they'll give you a brochure or an outline or they might give you a call. But generally use as much of their resources as you can because it's there for yeah. you. So. Yeah, and what I'd like to say as well is often the course doesn't reflect what you're going to be doing when you've got the degree at the end of the day. And Rebecca mentioned psychology. Mm. Um, that is a classic one where so many people <laughs> drop out. Yeah, and yeah. The, I did counselling and there was a very high dropout rate and yeah. only two of us out of the whole group actually graduated within the three-year full-time oh, deadline. Really? And this is going to sound like a, a strange bit of advice, but um, many years ago I did a graduate diploma and um, I got so far into it 
that I it was too late to pull out. So I would say if you realise it's not for you, it's probably better to pull out early, particularly with hex hex debts. Mm, but yeah. you know, I don't want to be held to account for saying this because it sounds like unusual advice but that was my experience so I ended up finishing the graduate diploma I tortured myself through it and um, because I'd put so much energy and effort into it already so it's probably better to make your mind up fairly soon Mm. you can always change your mind and go back and also on that note there is the thing like such thing as the census date which is usually a couple of weeks into the course and if you withdraw you're not liable to pay any fees Mm. so like there is that option as well try it out and then if you decide that it's not for you that's the Mm. time to either change or withdraw before you before you get hit financially yeah and um kaylin was talking about resources and there's so many resources that you may have out there your family your friends your tutors Mm. um google i found that very useful (laughs) and uh I got through with the help of a study buddy. I had um, the girl that graduated with me, we dragged each other through, and also a friend of mine um, who was doing a law degree, I supported him and he supported me, and we did it. Yeah, That's helpful in being held accountable as well. Mm. You're more more likely to sit down and study, I find, when you've got someone that you've told that you're going to do it or they're there next to you yeah and you don't want to let them down and sometimes you'll be on top form and um they're not and the reverse you can lift them up and they can lift you up so messenger was running red hot in the middle of the night (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think that's like an interesting point as well like especially like finding people to study and like have a reason like to want to study and do it um because i know for me the option to not like complete my bachelor degree is like not even an option (laughs) thankfully like I love exactly what Mm. I'm doing Mm. um but like I moved from far north Queensland for uni like my like I'm secured in a lease for like 12 months if I don't if I don't study at uni like I lose scholarships Mm. like there's a lot riding on yeah there's like everything like Yeah. yeah there's everything riding on it and I find for me, like, that's helpful and that's, like, my motivation. But also mm. for me, like, it's my passion. And although it's, like, intense at uni sometimes, it's what I really want to do. And I think, like, in what I've learned, especially in, like, the last few months, is if you've got something at the back of your head and you're like, oh, this would be cool to do, it's like you need to do it because life is too short to do mm. a degree that you hate that's right. and, you'll, like, you'll struggle yeah. with. Like, if you're not interested in it, don't do it Mm. like if you're six months out from graduating or something if you're like not invested and not enjoying it like life's too short to like do things that don't make you happy yeah Mm. I was just thinking something that you said triggered this thought that I think a lot of people can procrastinate because they lose sight of the end goal Mm. and so even something like having like it sounds a bit naff but having like a vision board Mm. and having just like images or like I'm doing psychology like a good thing to put on a vision board for me would be like a published paper from Mm. some kind of Mm. reputable psychologist or just little things to remind you that you're doing all of this work right now each and every assignment it's for this end result yeah and in my case it was to get that photograph with the mortarboard at my age which Mm. i got yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah i think for me mine like my goal especially to doing uni as well is 
because like I dropped out of school like I was a horrible student back in high school and primary school like I would get C's and D's and even like a math subject I got a bloody E (laughs) and then for me like going into university education where I'm now like uh like high distinction average student like for me like what I'm looking forward to is like getting up on that stage Mm. like when I graduate getting my like bachelor's degree and then taking a photo and I think like having like a goal at the end Mm. end of it like just think of it you've got you've gone through like so many hardships like you've done so much like you've come so far if you can do this you can pretty much do absolutely Mm, anything you put your mind to and um just in regard to what you were saying Rebecca my first assignment which I thought I'd done really well at I failed I got 48 percent which was devastating I've never failed anything in my life but after three years, I figured out how the system worked and what a rubric was and so on, and I got 98% for my wow, last one. that's yeah. awesome. Because um, I know how to play the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that a thing that a lot of people don't know, especially if they're new to uni, is that there are lots of, well, sometimes there are mental health services on campus. Can you guys talk about some of some yeah. of the options that you know um, about? Do- the place that I was studying at, I found out um, second or maybe even third year that um, they have an online campus so they had counselling and like a wellbeing program. So uh, while you were studying there, it was free counselling. So you mm. could go and turn up and head along. And they also had psychologists if you had mental health issues that you needed to talk about. Um, it was good because I guess, you know, uh, that support's there for you, but also, like, from a cost perspective, you know, you've got access mm. to more services and all free part of, you know, your education and that sort of thing. And as we all know, mental health can impact uh, greatly on how we study or how, oh, how sure. our marks go or any of that kind of thing. So it's it's really important. And it also adds stress and isolation and all these things that can trigger us, you know, to become unwell. So it's important to check your uni and make sure... Um, or not make sure, but just check to see what their wellbeing um, mm. program is because pretty much everyone has one. Yeah, um, recently I read a book by Tim Bono, a doctor, a psychologist, and it's called When Likes Aren't Enough. And Ooh. it's actually about, I think I lent it to someone in this room, didn't I? Oh, Lauren, I think I lent oh, it to. Okay. But anyway, um, it's talking about um, social media, but it also talks about study and um, how it affects your mental health and ways mm. to deal with it. And they've done research which shows that the people that get up early, even if they're absolutely exhausted, get up early and exercise, um, are more likely to achieve more um, in the day than those don't. And obviously exercise has got a lot of um, evidence for it, more, in fact, equal or more than medication for treating conditions like depression and anxiety. Mm. Um, So it's, it's got a double hit there. So it's getting you through your work and it's helping your mental and physical health. Mm. So, yeah, Tim Bono, When Likes Aren't Enough, very interesting book. Mm. I don't know him. I'm not promoting it on his <laughs> behalf. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny that you mention that because for the last three weeks or so, I've been doing that. I've been waking up every morning at 6 a.m., going to the gym, and just having that as my daily routine. And it's it makes me feel so good. Like. Mm. Number one, it's the fact that exercise makes me feel good. Mm. Number two, it's the power of routine. Yeah. Just having that like same wake up time, same like process every morning. And then also 
going to uni straight from the gym, it just relaxes me more than waking yes. up late, rushing out the house in yeah. like a stressful dash. Yeah, apparently you can focus better too. Yeah. So did you find that you were achieving more in the day, on the days that you exercised? Definitely. Yeah, so yeah. it's very interesting. So even if you're exhausted and you get up early and get that exercise, whatever mm. it is, um, it's going to help you with your studies. And also it changes the way that you look at yourself as well, mm. just without you even realising it. Mm. Like, mm. you start thinking, okay, well, I'm a person that does this. I wake up early, I, I do what I say I'm going to do. And then that can filter through to your study as well. Mm. So it's self-care as well. I mean, mm. you're looking after you and making sure you're doing things that are, that are keeping you well. Um, and that might be the gym or it might be something else. Yeah. Everyone's different, so... You know, yeah, no, it's important, absolutely. Mm. Um, we have time for a few more questions. Do you have any time management tips to pass on? Oh, I think Susie's going to be there. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, a key thing is to have a realistic plan. So I used to have all my... Um, I was doing four subjects at once, which was extremely hard. Mm. Um, I just had everything laid out, all organised, and a plan, a written plan. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I always tried to be ahead of time. Mm. Um, and I think that would be a key thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with the plan. Yeah. Um, I don't do well when I just like when I don't have it all written down. Yeah. It's mm. funny, even if. Even if I've dedicated certain days, like of next week, to mm. read certain chapters, yes. mm. it just it relaxes me now. Even if I'm not like doing the study now. And I used to have like a barter system with myself, where I'd give myself this is how much time I have for my study, and this is how much time I have for I don't know me, yeah. and this is how much time I have for socialising or whatever. And I used to have like basically like it was almost like an et- entertainment kind of budget, yeah. and that would include seeing my friends, watching TV or whatever. So I'd have to go, okay, what do I need today? Do I need to stay at home and just watch TV, mm. or do I need to go out and go to that party or see my friends mm. or do these things? So it's about learning how to manage your time. That's not just saying yes to everybody, yeah. but doing stuff that's important for you outside of the actual study plan that you have. And self-care is important too, so mm. chilling out and watching TV. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, the plan, you may not get to the end of it. You've just got to prioritise. You might not tick everything off, but you yeah. just give it a go. Mm. Yeah, when you have things written down, you're at least you're more likely to do some of them. I'm a list junkie. You, yeah, I love my lists. Too. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think for me, like, personally, is, like, I just really rely on, like, my uni schedule, and I'm, like, okay, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm at uni, the rest of the days I've got, like, free, but then also for me, I've got to think about, okay, like, what work do I have to do for, like, my job, like, what, like, radio, how can I fit that in, so I feel like for me, I really rely on like having that uni schedule and having that sorted and knowing just getting familiar with my timetable so I'm not like completely rushing. Mm. But what I found like especially like due to my injury is the most important thing is to not like overload yourself because like for me it's kind of like this – I don't know if you guys heard of it but it's the spoon theory. So people use it for like chronic pain Um, and it's like you've got three spoons for for like one day – and if you overdo it, you take a spoon from the next day. Mm. And, like, for me, I do it where 
if I know that on Tuesday I'm going to be insanely busy, I'll make sure that Wednesday that, okay, I won't dedicate this time to study, but later on in the day when I'm feeling okay, when I'm feeling refreshed, I'll do it then. And it's also... I know for me, I work better in the evenings, so mm. I tend to do most of my studying mm. and my writing in the evenings, which means, like, I go to bed at, like, 5 a.m., <laughs> but I just, like, find that making your schedule work for you and exactly. compromising, like, whether it's, like, your job mm. and changing your hours, like, whether you can be flexible with that or not, I find that's easier for me to deal with it because then you get a break and you're not completely overloaded mm. and drained to the point where you get like severely sick. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think it all boils down to recognizing what works for you and honoring that. And also listening to your body. Yeah. If you know you can't do something, mm. don't do it. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's that time of the evening where we have to wrap up. So thank you guys for coming on and sharing your experiences and your wisdom. Thank you. That's all right. So we hope that this show has offered some helpful tips for those returning to student life. Remember that most education facilities have support systems in place, including academic and mental wellbeing support, and information about these can usually be found on the provider's website. There are also services like Beyond Blue, Wellways and Headspace, which are great points of contact if you ever feel like you aren't coping or just want some general advice. There's always a friendly person ready to talk at the other end of the phone. Good luck to all those students returning to study next month. You can find more of our shows at brainwaves.org.au, on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, or on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.